What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, everyone, and thanks for tuning in today to the New Vision Podcast. This is Dakota Logan, and I serve as our college pastor. And today I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 14, verses 43 through 52 from the ESV. And it says, And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away under guard. And when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. They laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. And a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him. But he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. Now, when you get to these passages, it's so interesting because there's there's so much happening. You you know you can almost picture you know what's going on that night um, when Judas brings you know the betrayer. Judas brings this group of officials and soldiers to come and arrest Jesus. But I want to bring our attention to two things in the passage. One is is kind of a, a more technical thing, just with some of the context of of what we see which is really interesting, and then one practical thing. And so the first thing has to do with fulfilled prophecies. And when you you read this part of the Gospels, when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you look at the last few chapters of really the, the betrayal, the arrest, the trial, the crucifixion, the burial, and the resurrection, all of those, there's so many passages from the Old Testament that you begin to see quoted and, and that pop up. And so as our college pastor, I do ministry with college students and a lot of them um, just are by nature and by the season that they're in and the culture that they're influenced by are just more skeptical and, and have and have questions. And maybe you're that way. I'm kind of a skeptic my, myself when it comes to even things of faith and scripture. And I, I like to know how it works and I like to know that I can know and this is the, the fulfilled prophecies is something that scholars point to and they call internal proofs, meaning that that the Bible itself gives validity to that that it's true. And that's one of the questions that I so often get is, hey, how Dakota, how can I know that the Bible is true? How can I know that what we have is accurate? How can I know that, that this is real? And and fulfilled prophecies is one of those things. When you read through this part of the Gospels, the this last chapter, um, or this this kind of this last scene in the ministry of Jesus, there's there's prophecies from all over the place, all the way back to Genesis three, when God tells the serpent, "Hey, there's going to be one that's going to come that's going to crush your head." Like that was one of the first ones right there. But specifically, when it comes to the death and the resurrection of Jesus, some really com- really popular ones are Psalm twenty two. And Isaiah 53. And I would encourage you this week, you know, if you're going to follow along with the rest of the podcast to the end of end of Mark, 
just go and just, you know, whether you play it on the Bible app or you, you just go through and read it yourself quickly, you know, one, one morning this week, just go through and read it and just see how there's going to be so many things that are, that are verbatim what happens to Jesus. And this is one of the things that we can know that gives us confidence that God's word is true. These prophecies were hundreds, sometimes thousands of years before the life of Jesus. And it's all coming true right here um, in, in this portion of scripture. And the, one of the ones in this passage is at the very end when it says that, let the scriptures be fulfilled and they all left him and fled. Well, that's, that's a prophecy from Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. It says, awake the sword against my shepherd. Jesus called himself the good shepherd, right? It says, against the man who is close to me because the Lord Almighty, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And this is exactly what's happening. Right now, Jesus is being arrested and all of his disciples are, are fleeing and are scattering in this moment. And so this is just one of the prophecies. And so that was the one thing. Fulfilled prophecies gives, gives us confidence in God's word. Now, the second practical thing that I want to point out is the irony with Judas. Okay, I think this is so interesting. And it says, it says in verse 44, it says, The betrayer had given them a sign saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away under guard. What's so interesting with Judas is that really he's the one that's been seized and been led away. I think this is a picture of, of where sin can take us. And because, you know, I, I really doubt that at the beginning of, of Judas's journey with Jesus, he thought, man, I'm going to sell this guy off to make some money as soon as I get the chance. Probably didn't start out that way, right? But as you see, the way his story ended, Judas was really seized and led astray, was led away from the Lord and, and was... Um, was blinded by his his sin. Now, there's going to be some speculation here, and I, and I know that, but I think that it, it's worth giving some thought when it comes to Judas's journey, because it, it probably, like him being a thief and, and, you know, taking from the money bag and betraying Jesus for silver, like this, this all didn't just come up like in an instant, right? This was, a, this was definitely a progression that happened in Judas's life, and, and it probably... Goes all went all the way back to a fleeting, a fleeting, some fleeting thought at some point because you know Judas was elected to be he was the keeper of the money bag he was the treasurer of the ministry of Jesus, um, so it probably just started as a fleeting thought. Man, the disciples are gone. Jesus is out doing ministry. Like I've been sent by myself to go buy some things. Like I could I could side some of this money. I could pocket some of this. You know, we'll, we'll probably start as a fleeting thought. Then you know becomes a lingering thought that he's dwelling on. You know, and then then it probably progressed into a one-time mistake where he he kept some money aside, and then maybe it became a pattern of him taking money, and then it became you know how can he continue without getting caught? It probably led to him being you know being deceptive and lying, and you know because there's this there's this scene in John chapter twelve, I believe it was, when Mary comes to anoint Jesus' feet with the perfume, and Judas objects. It's like, hey, what what's this woman doing? Like we could we could we could sell this perfume and give it to the poor. And, and John points out in that passage, if you go back and read John 12, he says, Judas wasn't worried about the poor. He, he was a thief, you know? And so, so it was this progression, you know, and he was, like, like I said, he probably, probably progressed to him trying to just lying and being deceptive to keep from getting caught. And this became the norm for him, ultimately to let him to this point. And I think there's something that we can learn from this, that when sin goes unchecked, it will tear us apart. When sin goes unchecked, it's going to tear us apart. This is where sin can take us. Now, I want to point out that it's clear that there was never, you know, it never seemed to be a true sense of surrender or saving faith in Judas um, because of the way that Jesus talks about him specifically and how the other disciples talk about him. 
Uh, but I think this can serve as a warning to us, even as believers, that sin cannot go unchecked. So a few things I think we can take away from this um, in the warning of Judas's journey. One is when we fall short, bring that to the Lord. You know, bring it to Him. All, 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 it, all it had to take was for Judas to say, hey, like, listen, Jesus, like, I, I, I'm ashamed of this. Like, I messed up, and I need to tell you this. Um, and, and I'm sure that there would have probably been a little bit more accountability. Judas probably wouldn't ever, ever gotten sent off again by himself with the money, you know. But I, I think from what we see in the, the nature of Jesus, Jesus would have been gracious. So for us, just bring it to the Lord. Confess that to Him because He already knows. Second thing, bring, bring others in on it. Bring a trusted friend or someone in your small group or a, a mentor or someone that you just go to for advice. Bring someone in and be willing to confess when we fall short, when we have these things, these patterns of sin in our life. So bring it to the Lord, bring others in on it. And then three is, is walking in freedom. And I think f- what we see when it comes to confession and repentance is that freedom is greater than fear because what the enemy wants, what Satan wants, is for us to be kept in fear of, oh, well, what is, what, well, you know, what's God going to think? You know, or what, what is so-and-so going to think? What's my spouse going to think? You know, and that keeps us in isolation. That keeps us in, in fear and really keeps us from walking in the freedom that is ours in Christ. And so let's not let sin go unchecked in our lives. Let's be willing to bring it to the Lord, bring others in on it, and let's walk in the freedom and the relief and the joy that's ours in Christ as forgiven people that have been covered by the grace and the mercy of God. So I hope this has been helpful to you guys. Hope you all have a great day and tune in again tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of Mark. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.